0: doing everyone welcome to another episode of the cajun conservative where we go ahead and talk about life we talk about liberty yes we talk about the pursuit of happiness and yes we show the world that cajuns do have intelligence hope everyone having a good day or a good week wherever you're located at hope you had a good week last week and the republican party is riding high that's right folks i think we have a red wave starting up it is uh, It has been a great week for the Republican Party until later on in the week when they go ahead and they throws a curveball. Well, 13 Republicans did in the House. We're going to talk about that later on, and we're going to go ahead and dive into a lot of news stories this week. I have a bunch of news stories on my notes that I want to cover. I hope I can go ahead and cover them today but we're going to see we're going to see how time flies we're going to see what happens on this episode of the cajun conservative if you have not yet please hit the subscribe button or the follow button if you're listening on the audio farm which is apple google and spotify and many other platforms you can go ahead and find all the links to the platforms on anchor.fm the cajun conservative or you can go ahead and check out my website the cajun conservative show dot com, and you can also find all the links to the audio platforms on my Facebook account which is the Cajun conservative show if you want to go ahead and watch the show you can go ahead and find me on Rumble just type in the Cajun conservative show on the video side and you'll be able to find the shows real easily to go ahead and remember to follow me or and send me some rumbles. And go ahead and check us, check me out out there. You can watch the show and everything that is happening on that side, guys. What a week! I'm just, I'm just gonna break this, say this: the 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 the, the conservative movement is riding pretty high. The conservative movement is, is is starting to starting to move a little bit more. In the years of Donald Trump, I think we're the best of that you could say you as a conservative. It showed rhinos. It show it showed the, the how far the left can go, and we're seeing this now with Biden. Biden is is tra- is trying to push the one point seventy five uh, trillion dollar package, which is in his terms the Build Back America plan, the the, the multi socialistic spending plan that would go ahead and, and in their terms would give to climate change and help in child care and help with paid leave and. Folks, this whole bill is just this garbage. We've been talking about the last ten months of Joe Biden, which is going to be close to eleven months now. He's been in, he's in the presidency, and I'm going to say this, folks: Joe Biden's number is tanking. It's not. It's not that it's it's tanking one or two points. It's taking. It's tanking by five or ten points at a time. There's some poll numbers out there that say that Biden's approval rating. At the moment, it's sitting at 36% 36 approval rating. Now, you won't see that on the left-string media because of what they do. They hide a lot of things that happen in the left to to go ahead and help the Biden administration out. But guys, this week, last Tuesday, the 2nd of November, Virginia had a gubernatorial election. Virginia's kind of weird in that way for the uh, gubernatorial election. To be honest with you, with John Bell Edwards, I wish that Louisiana would have done what they did because apparently when you're running for governor in the great state of Virginia, you, you you can't seek a second term. You have to wait four years and then run again, which McCloughlin was doing at the time. Last time I thought about this man, I was calling him McFacklin, whatever his name was, McCloughlin. McCloughlin was the, the the former governor of Virginia, and he was trying to get a second term. But they had this newcomer in the GOP called Youngton that was coming up. And I talked about this race, uh, I want to say a podcast or two podcasts ago, where I said that this would disprove that the Republican Party's coming back, or that's not the Republican Party, but the conservative movement was coming back because I pointed back to 2017 when this election happened, when Ralph Northam won for governor and the media pushed this as this was a referendum of what was going to happen. Or this was a foreshadowing of what was going to happen in the 2018 midterm elections. Now, of course you had people like uh, Rob Ryan and, and other I, Paul Ryan, Paul Ryan. I'm thinking of football coach, uh, Paul Ryan, that was a rhino that stopped Donald Trump and everything he was doing. So that's why the the, the nation was upset and it went, went ahead and voted back Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats to the House of Representatives. Yes, we did keep the Senate, but in 2020, we lost the Senate in the presidential election in Georgia. My personal opinions of the election at that time is kind of shaky. We're going to talk about this later on also in the New Jersey election that was happening, which I started looking at and then I said, well, I'm not going to worry about that because the Democrat governor at that uh, of New Jersey was looking like he was going to win. I think he was ahead by 14 points in the polls, which, folks, I should have learned about the polls in 2020, uh, not 2020, 2016. But anyway, let's go. Let's continue. So but you had Biden, you have Biden pushing moderates, Democrats like Joe Manchin and and Christian Sinema in the Senate. And you have you you have all the you, you they're, they're trying to get they trying to get these these votes together. And Joe Manchin threw a lot of wrenches in their gears and it did not pass before he went to Europe or uh, Scotland, wherever he went to for this climate summit, which he he fell asleep on. If you watch the video, Joe Biden is sleeping while they're talking about the climate. Well, good thing, Joe, you care a lot about the climate because you are you're paying attention and you're going to bring this back to the states and change policy on this seminar that you're doing or that you were part of. I wonder if he remember what he ate the night before. We don't know. But but Joe Biden was sleeping over there. But one reason he wanted his past was to go over there and say, look, I changed the American policy on green energy. I went ahead and I put together the administration that's that's stopping America and and that's, well, yeah, stopping America, stopping America from you, uh, from, from using fossil fuels. And we're going to go to battery operated cars. Biden, I believe by 2030, he wants everybody to be riding a battery operated car for electricity. It was Governor North, um, uh, California's Governor, uh, Gavin Newsom that went ahead and signed a bill. I believe it's by 2024. You will not be able to buy new gas engines for your, for your lawnmower. You won't better buy gas engine weed eaters. You won't better buy gas engine power washers. Everything's going to go battery and, uh, electronic, folks. Biden was trying ahead and push that. and I honestly believe now because the way that the Democrats are acting now, they were trying to push this before the election. Because folks, Virginia showed us what Democrats do. Democrats in the state of Virginia have been pushing transgender policies upon students. They have been pushing socialistic agendas on their citizens in Virginia. Now Ralph Northam the former governor is finishing his term like I said Virginia's kind of weird and I wish they would do that in Louisiana would have got John Bell out of there last time But unfortunately in, the, in uh in the state of Virginia the incumbent can't run he has to wait 4 years after or the next election cycle So McClufton wanted to head and run again and beat his second term be get his second term while Yunkin comes in there and he's running well, when the Louden County scandal showed up, when a boy that was wearing a skirt raped a girl in the bathroom in Louden County went ahead and hid the crime to push their transgender policy, Yunkin stood up. Yunkin said, I'm going to go ahead and push education. I'm going to go ahead and do certain things that the Democrat Party wouldn't do. The Democrat Party went ahead, McCluffton, Joe Biden, all of them put this about Trump. Youngkin's a Trump guy. Youngkin's the, uh, is Trump 2.0. And they started bringing out, they started nationalizing this election instead of talking about policies that the, 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 the Virginia people wanted. Come on Tuesday, the election got called for Youngkin. Now, of course, Joe Reed and many others in CNN and MSNBC and all these people were calling this white supremacy. Apparently, everybody in Virginia now's racist. They just had Democratic governors and lieutenant governors and attorney generals there for the last 12 years. But all of a sudden now, because Junken came up, the state of Virginia is racist, folks. It's kind of funny. They went ahead and talked about the new attorney general because this is why I'm saying this is a red wave that's coming, folks. The the red wave is coming. the The, the Virginia people have not voted for a Republican governor or a Republican anything in the state for over 12 years. Now all of a sudden, Youngkin comes in. He wins the election. Also, the lieutenant governor is a black African American. Well, no, from Jamaica. Correction, she's black and she's Jamaican. And She's a Republican. She won. She's the first female, I believe, the first female lieutenant governor in the state of Virginia, which is also black. If this was on the left side, folks, this would all be all over the news. Also, the attorney general, and I don't have their names in front of me at the moment, but the attorney general is also, I believe, an Asian man. And folks, they called this, this election that you call Yunkin a racist. They call him Virginia. This is white supremacy at its finest, apparently, according to the left. But we have a black lieutenant governor, which is a lady from Jamaica. She's an immigrant, which is also a Marine. And we have an Asian man being the attorney general. It wasn't a good night for the Democrat party in Virginia, folks, because this is the thing about Virginia. They they look at Virginia as a foreshadowing what's going to happen. If this is a foreshadowing what's going to happen, I hate to see what 2022 is going to be. And look, I hear a lot of people talk about this. Oh, 2024 when Trump wins the White House again. Whoa, let's not worry about 2024. 2024 is going to come in time. We know probably Ron DeSantis is going to run. We know Trump's going to run. So let's not, let's, let's not shoot too much to 2024. Let's get 2022 out the way and let's get the House and let's get the Senate back. I heard that the GOP is trying to get 70 seats in the House of Representatives. If that would happen, that would be awesome. I don't know if they're going to get it, but that would be awesome if they can get 70 uh, plus seats in the House of Representatives. I think we, go, we, we win the Senate back for sure. But like I said, it wasn't a good night for the Democrats because just not Virginia. I talked about North, uh, New Jersey a while ago. New Jersey's where my good friend Nate Savage is. I remember texting him early in the night saying, look, bro, ah, it looks like I'm going to stay blue. But then as the night came across, the Republican candidate started winning. He was winning by five points at one time, if I'm going to remember correctly, watching Tuesday night. And I'm looking at this and say, wow, this is amazing. Now, later on, now, a couple of days later, they they, they, they stopped the vote count at 88% come in, and they said, wait, we got to look for some things. We got to see something's not right. They stopped the vote, and all of a sudden, when the votes come back, well, guess what? By a half percentage point, Murphy, the governor of New Jersey, beat the Republican candidate. Now, the Republican candidate, Chandler, Schindler, something like that, I can't remember his name, said he's fighting it back. So I hope he maybe wins his case. Maybe the Supreme Court will take this case if it's a uh, legitimate election fraud, folks. It is might. I don't know. But a state like New Jersey that went for Biden, I believe, by 16 points and Murphy won it by the same margin. Bar- Murphy barely beat a Republican. Only by, I, I want to say, maybe two, 3,000 votes, give or take. And in Virginia, where Biden won 10% of the vote. Won by 10% of the vote. Yunkin won by three points. It's funny what a year does, folks. Now, we're not done just yet, folks. Ilar Omar and the people of Minneapolis had to go ahead and vote this week on a, a proposal for in uh, for going for uh for for reforming the police department or going ahead and change the police department that happened on Tuesday as well they had a lot of elections on Tuesday folks and guess what the Minneapolis Police department is still in force Minneapolis voters reject proposals to replace police department police with public safety department. Voters in Minneapolis on Tuesday rejected a proposal to replace the Minneapolis Police Department with a new Department of Public Safety. The measure was suggested and abolished the police movement eruption when George Floyd was killed by the Minneapolis police officers last year. So this proposal, this is the the first of its kind, folks, that was going to go ahead and abolish the police. That was voted down. Ilar Omar was proud in a tweet that said, I voted for this, and I think everyone else should vote for this. Glad this shot got shot down. Hold on, folks, this ain't all. This is why I say a red wave's coming. Americans stand out. According to the Daily Wire, Republican truck driver beats New Jersey's most powerful Democrat lawmaker after only spending a few thousand dollars. That's right, folks, and what we were talking about New Jersey. This is why I don't think that The governor of New Jersey won that election. I think they found vote. That's the biggest election. But a a truck driver, a truck driver, only spent, I think, $10,000 on his campaign, beat the Democratic Senate president of New Jersey in the district. I think it was like the third or the seventh district. So you had, you had, like I said, not a good night for the Democrats, folks. Yeah, he spent uh, he spent as uh, much as ten thousand dollars. Only a few thousand dollars, folks. This this is funny. This is funny right here. The most the, the most powerful Democrat besides the governor in the state legislature got beat. Now, folks, this is another thing too. You got to realize as well. Also in Virginia, like I said the lieutenant governor went republican the attorney general race went republican also i think they got their state legislators republicans now what does that mean for us in the country it might not mean nothing but at the same time i think it means everything folks i believe a red wave is coming and it's coming fa- it's coming more than it did in 2014 and 2016 Ladies and gentlemen, the 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 politicians of this country should look at this and say America does not want socialism. Because this is what was happening. This is this is a referendum of what is happening to with Joe Biden. I said this. Joe Biden, some poll numbers is showing Joe Biden at a thirty six percent disapproval rating. No, no, uh, his approval rate is only at 36%. All that means only 36% of Americans like what he's doing. Joe Manchin said it best this week. He said more Americans are not centered and more to the left. They're more centered and going to the right. Folks, Yunkin won. The, he, he, in, in a lot of these counties, if you watched on the news, a lot of these counties were blue. They weren't red. Biden won a lot of these counties in double digits. But what Yunkin did was Youngkin touched on the, the, the policies and the politics of his state. He didn't go ahead and nationalize this race. Now, I honestly think that that could be the point of this. That one party went ahead and worked on national issues, not on state issues. And one candidate did. But there was a lot of Democrats and a lot of independents that voted for Youngkin. And like I said, I'm seeing a red wave coming, and it's coming fast. I'll be right back. Welcome back to the next segment of the Cajun conservative. You know, before I go on, I want to go ahead and say thank you to my audience. You know, um, I I really enjoy doing this and it it really encourages me when I hear people say, Isaac, we love hearing the Cajun conservative. (laughs) This week I I went to, uh, I heard that there was an abortion march going on in my hometown one of my friends called me and said, Isaac, you really need to get over here. And that was last week. And I went ahead and interviewed a few people. And uh, we didn't use the audio or anything like that. But shout out to the St. Bernard's abortion ministry out there. I am not Roman Catholic. I don't, I disagree with a lot of things with the Roman Catholics. But a lot of Romans goes ahead. And a lot of Roman Catholics stand up against abortion. And I, I, I can stand against that. I mean, I can stand for that. I do agree on that point of abortion is wrong and they're going to, they're trying to get awareness out of of abortion going on. But I went ahead and talked to a lady and I told her, I said, hi, I'm Isaac Hayes, the Cajun conservative. And her eyes lit up. And she's like, you're the Cajun conservative. I was like, that's a, that's a, that's a weird reaction. But, uh, I don't know if she knew me or somebody told her about me or whatnot, but uh, it felt pretty good to get that reaction from somebody. But look, I want to thank my audience. This wouldn't be possible without you. And I, I love every one of your guys. And I love when I get uh, feedback from you guys, so uh, keep keep fighting the good fight for freedom. That's all I can say on that point, but I I can understand now, and I always use this, I can understand why, you know, like Dan Bongino now, Dan Bongino says his audience is one of the greatest, and, you know, uh, besides the Cajun conservative, he might be right, but I, I believe I got the greatest audience out there in the world. Uh but I understand where they come with where, where they, they they really appreciate their audience and I I do as well. I appreciate I appreciate every single one of you guys that watch, that listen and that supports this podcast right here is a great blessing. And I just want to thank you guys for all you've done. Uh on back on the uh, back on this this uh this uh this this race in Virginia. I like I said I I I see a red wave coming folks. And I believe that Biden and administration, the Biden administration and the Democrat parties are scrambling because, um, which, like I said, we're going to talk about that probably in the third. Well, I'm going to talk about it here. According to my notes, um, the 1.2 trillion dollar plan, they, they, they ransacked into there, but I got a couple of things before that. Uh, one of my point, I, the $450,000 that Biden and, uh, the DOJ is thinking about selling with illegal immigrants that were separated. Um, is not part of the $1.75 trillion plan. Apparently, that is a settlement they're trying to do out of court. So I said it was part of that plan. I apologize for the misinformation right there. But now we're going to go ahead and talk about it, though. They still want to get $450,000. Wait, hold on. We might hold, We might have a different story. So November 3rd, the day after the election, Biden probably was flustered because his party lost a critical race in Virginia and nearly lost a blue gubernatorial seat in the state of New Jersey. So we had this article from the daily War. Biden claims reports that, uh, that his administration to give illegal aliens, four hundred and fifty thousand dollars if separated at the border under Trump, are garbage. Really, folks. Now, like I said, he maybe was upset, but uh, Democrat President Joe Biden claimed that it reports from multiple newsstream uh, news mainstream newspapers that the administration could pay illegal a- aliens who were separated at the border under the previous administration up to four hundred fifty thousand dollars each to settle lawsuits were untrue. The U.S. Department of Justice, Homeland Security, and Health and Human Services are considered payments that could amount to close to one million a family, though the final numbers could shift. The Wall Street Journal reported last week. Most of the families that cross cross the border illegally from Mexico to seek asylum in the U.S. included one parent and one child. Many families would likely get smaller payouts depending on their circumstances. The Washington Post and the New York Times both later confirmed the report from the Wall Street Journal. Now, this is where it comes to the point. Now, l- l- let's get a, uh, first off before let's see let's just see who confirmed this. The Washington Post and the New York Times confirmed the Wall Street Journal. Ladies and gentlemen, I, unless you've been living under uh, unless you're living living under a rock, the Wall the Washington Post, the New York Times, and the Wall Street Journal are not friendly to right wing politicians. They are part of the left. They have a left leaning mind. So when this is reported by these guys and it is confirmed, you have to really start thinking about this. Is this really true? Well, on the third uh, on November 3rd, after the election in Virginia, Fox News reporter Peter Dorsey pressed President Biden on the issue during a White House conference on Wednesday. Press conference on Wednesday. Now, it's rare that he does these things that you already have seen. Nothing that the Biden administration... Uh, noting that the Biden administration left for over uh, overseas trips, there were reports that there was a significant su- uh, surfacing that... Uh, let me correct myself. There were reports that your sur- uh, surfacing... That you're surfacing that your administration is planning to pay illegal immigrants who were separated from the, from their families at the border up to 450,000, possibly a million dollars per family. This is Dor, uh, Peter Dorsey's, this is from, now this is Peter Dorsey from Fox News. I'm reading from the Daily War. Do you think that they might incentivate more people that might more incentivate more people to come over illegally? Now this is what Dorsey asked him. So, you know, and Dorsey's right, you know, if if you go ahead and you live in another country that's a poverty-stated country, and you hear that the American people are giving you $450,000 across the border illegally, which was, you know, law, you separate the parents at the border, then you figure out what's going to go on, I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know what's going on on that. But you, you, you start bringing that out, people are going to start coming to America just to become millionaires, almost a million dollars per family. Ladies and gentlemen, this is, this is amazing how our, our, our people think, uh, how our politicians think. Hey, we're going to stop people from coming across the border. We're just going to give them $450,000. There was one Republican Democrat, I think from the state of Texas, that said, yeah, let's just pay these immigrants to stay out of the country. So let's go ahead and send money to Mexico, where they're going to give money to these illegal immigrants. This is real smart. But anyway, Biden replied to Dorsey's uh, question by saying, "If you guys keep spreading that garbage out, yeah," Biden said, "but it's not true." So wait a minute, Biden saying this isn't true, which led to a lot of. When asked if it was gar a garbage report, Biden said, "Yes, four hundred fifty thousand per person." Biden asked. Is that what you're saying? Like Biden was really surprised. That was separated from the family members at the border under the last administration, Dorsey said. That's not going to happen, Biden claimed. So Biden's telling him, hey, it's not true. Now, according not, not to this, though, it, it sent the White House into a shamble because the White House went ahead and started trying to say, no, we're, we're in a settlement. We're... Now, Jane Saskowski, fully vaccinated by the way, had to take off because she caught COVID. So her deputy press secretary is taking over all these duties. But this is from Fox News the next day on the Thursday, November the uh, November the 4th. By uh White House, Biden Biden's perfectly comfortable with G- DOJ settlement with illegal immigrants separated at the border. Wait a minute, what? The white house on Thursday said president president Biden is perfectly comfortable with the department of justice settling with illegal immigrants, migrants separated from the border under the Trump administration. Whoa. I thought it was bogus. I thought, I thought it was bogus that you were going to give $450,000 to illegal immigrants. I thought that was a bogus claim not according to this report the daily caller went ahead and reported on the same day that the thursday white house dodges calls for cost analysis of biden's spending plan they went ahead and talked about this they couldn't give her a real number i say spending plan that's what we're about to talk about but 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 the biden administration when 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 acts well, how much is it going to be? Is it going to be $450,000? Is it going to be, you know, more than that? It's going to be the the, the deputy press secretary, uh, Kareem Jane Perry, made the comments saying, well, we don't, know, we don't know what it is. It's not garbage, though. We don't know when it's going to happen, but we don't know the price either, but it's not going to be $450,000. Ladies and gentlemen, this raises two questions, in my opinion, on this. What does Biden, what, what the Biden administration is telling Joe Biden. And, and does he know what's going on in his own administration? You got to remember folks, this is the president's administration making these deals. It's the president's DOJ that's supposed to be settling this lawsuit with the ACLU on the benefit of these immigrant families that were separated. Now, if these families are not citizens of the United States. I understand humanizing and understanding, but they shouldn't be benefiting from our laws. They're not citizens. Try to go to Mexico and do this. They'll laugh you out of the country. But it started damage control. That's what this is all about, folks. L- listen to this. Biden's saying that, wait a minute, it's garbage and it's not true. It's not going to happen. Then the very next day, he thinks Americans are going to forget about this? Ladies and gentlemen this is this is man don't know what he's talking about. There is new polls out there too that Americans are more I think it was in the Virginia race where they don't think Biden is competent of running now that is only one that's only one state though, but at the same time, a lot of people are seeing what Biden's doing and they're like this don't make sense. One day he's saying he's garbage, and the next day he's perfectly fine with it all of a sudden. he must have got a briefing. They must have made this decision when he was gone and he was out of the country. Possibly folks, possibly who knows. All right. I want to move on to the next segment because this kind of ties in. Biden is in a lot of hot water. They had a lot of people saying that this, uh, this election that happened on November is a referendum. Uh, it's, it's showing the, the, the Democrats in trouble because of Biden's policy. Biden in that same press conference I just talked about earlier where he's saying it was garbage that the $450,000, uh, plan. He was saying, no, this this doesn't recommend what I'm doing. This doesn't say that my policy is bad. It's just uh, we lost. Now, a couple of days before that, he was like, oh, we're going to win Virginia. We're going to keep Virginia. He was very confident that they were going to win Virginia. But unfortunately, it didn't happen. So as we go along during the week, this was Thursday when they dodged questions about that. They started asking about the spending plan. Uh, apparently they want to go ahead and do fam- pay family leave. Joe Manchin is against that. That was the only reason why he went down to 171.75 trillion dollars. Joe Manchin is holding on to his guns. I also think Christian cinema is holding on to her guns, but there was a big thing about merging the 1.2 trillion dollar infrastructure package that Bill Cassidy and 10 Republicans in the Senate voted for to get it through a filibuster. To go to the House of Representatives. I was voted a few months ago. Now all of a sudden it's back into play. But the the progressives uh Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and others in the the squad basically that went ahead and talked about this. They were they they said they weren't going to pass this $1.2 trillion infrastructure plan until the $3.5 trillion package was going to play out. Now, you might be saying, like me, I was like, well, this is great news. This means that the $1.2 trillion package won't get passed, and also the three won't, because they're still bickering and they're fighting. This might play out into the midterm elections, and we could just shoot all these things down. Now, they had a vote planned for Friday morning, and they canceled it. Listen, and, and look, it wasn't the vote. They didn't have the votes. Well, but all of a sudden, all of a sudden, folks, listen to this. After a last-minute change to the voting calendar, late Friday evening, 13 Republicans, you heard that right, folks, 13 Republicans, helped Democrats pass Joe Biden's $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill. Now, look, I just said this, folks, I believe a red wave is coming on Tuesday night, this show, but if Republicans keep doing this bull crap, they won't be holding that That red wave will really die down quick. Ladies and gentlemen, this $1.2 trillion package was supposed to be voted on a few months ago. But six Democrats, a broken clock is right twice a day, folks. Six Democrats voted against the bill, but it passed, you to 13 Republicans who voted for it. The final vote was 228 to 206. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you are aware of the numbers in the Senate at the moment. I mean, at the house of representatives, Nancy Pelosi can only spare three votes. That's it. If she loses three votes, she's done. She can't get nothing passed. But according to the news media, six, Ma uh, thirteen moderate Republicans voted for this folks this bill shouldn't even be put into the house, but Senators like bill Cassidy and i I wanted Ben sass and uh and Mitt Romney voted to get this into the house. Ladies and gentlemen, the Republican Party just had to sit down. They're, they're, look, I'm going to be honest with you. The American people do not want this $1.2 trillion package. They definitely don't want the $3.5, which is now a $1.75 trillion package. A lot of Americans are holding Joe Manchin and Christian Cinema as heroes right now because they are fighting against this stuff. But the Republican Party... The Republican party is fighting. That's right. They are, they, 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 they're passing these bills. They're not fighting for the American people when they do this stuff. And like I said, Yunkin, Yunkin was an outsider. They didn't know Yunkin was a businessman. I know what these are folks. And look, there's 13 Republicans that passed this bill. It's going to add 256 billion to the deficit over the next 10 years six members of the, of the squad voted against the bill. They were holding on to their guns. They were saying they weren't going to do this. They weren't going to vote for this stuff in. Cause they wanted a 3.5. I'm going to say this folks. at least Democrats hold on to their purpose. They fight on these six, these six Democrats. One of them being Cory Bush of Missouri, Alexander Ocasio-Cortez from New York and Ilar Omar from Minnesota. Hell to their guns. This bill was in the past, but you know what the Republicans did? 13 Republicans buckled. Nancy Pelosi had the promise of something, folks. It's sad, folks. It's sad that the Republicans... Look, and look we're, we were riding high. We had a great night in the state of Virginia. We had a great night where a truck driver beat a career politician. We fought the American people, the people of Minnesota said or Minneapolis said, we don't want to abolish the police. You had great things happen Tuesday night, and you know what the Republican Party did on Friday? Well, thirteen Republicans they threw cold water on our momentum. We started a fire, and the, these these thirteen idiot rhinos said, "We're going to throw cold water on that, folks." <laughs> This makes me sick, man. Republicans, not Democrats, Republicans. But hey, that's why I'm not a Republican. I am a conservative. I, I, I'm a Republican by name. Don't get me wrong. I am a Republican on paper, but I don't call myself a Republican. I call myself a conservative. I'll be right back. How you doing, everyone? Isaac here, and I'm here to tell you about the Scott Ford Show on YouTube. I know Scott personally. He's a true blue, red-hot conservative, talking about current world events, but just not telling you about the world events. He's giving you a god on his opinion of what's going on. So today, go ahead and check out the Scott Ford Show on YouTube. Since I've told you, next time I see you, I'm going to ask you, did you watch the Scott Ford Show? If you say yes, I'm going to give you a thumbs up with a big smile. If not, I'm going to look at you weird and say, why are you not watching the Scott Ford Show? So go check out the Scott Force Show today on YouTube. You will not be disappointed. Everybody, welcome back to the third and final segment of the week. So I just got some that came across my news screen right here. So this was published two hours ago by John Brown of Fox News. Biden administration considering shutting down another pipeline, drawing criticism and dar, dar warnings as winter nears. So apparently, folks, reading this article, there is a pipeline, I believe, in Michigan. And it's called the Line 5 pipeline. Now, 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 when I read stuff like this, apparently Joe Biden don't think we're paying enough at the pump. <laughs> I wish I had it. I, uh, a couple of my friends have seen it at a local Walmart here. Has a uh, has has a uh, sticker of Joe Biden pointing and said, "I did that," and it shows the gas prices that is soaring. But apparently, the Biden administration report weighed the potential market consequences of shutting down another all pipeline in Michigan, drawing criticism from opponents. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this is this just happened. So if you're hearing this and you didn't hear it yet, I guess you can say I'm bringing breaking news. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the same president that shut down the Keystone pipeline. He also put uh, restrictions on permits in the Gulf of Mexico. You wonder why your gas prices are so high? Does this sound like a man that 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 cares for the American people? Oh, I forgot. I forgot, folks. I'm sorry. I forgot. Man, really, for I need to do better. I need to I need a, I need a I I need to sharpen up my memory a little bit or check my mind out. He just came from the Global Summit in Scotland. Husman! Husman! So he's trying to he's probably trying to he's probably trying to please all these stupid idiots that say, hey, we need more green energy. We need to get electric cars. <laughs> I think it was Joe Biden earlier when he said, if you get an electric car, you can go on a tank of gas across the country. Yeah, really, on a battery. I think the battery life is only like eight hours on an electric car. And see, that's what a lot of people are asking. How long is it going to take to charge these suckers? Really, you know, like, look, at the gas pump, you're there for five minutes and you take off again. If the car runs for eight hours and you have to take 12 hours to charge it, you're not going to go. You're going to be, I, I can see a family like us, like me and my family, we're planning a vacation right now. Want to go see the Ark encounter in Kentucky with Ken Ham. But from the great state of Louisiana to there, that's, that's easily. Oh, I think 14, 15 hours. So, so you know, if we go ahead and, you know, we stop at a state, we can put gas, we can keep on going, we'll get there in probably like a day and a half. On an electric car, we, by the time we get up there, we're going we're gonna to have to take a plane to come back because we have to get back for our jobs. It don't make sense, folks, but the president is thinking about shutting down pipelines. This wasn't a pipeline being built. You see, the Keystone Pipeline was being built. But it really didn't affect us that much yet. Now, the part that it was running was helping our country. But this is an active pipeline. But he's gonna go ahead and ask other people hey, can you send us more oil? Because gas prices are really going through the roof and it don't look good for my approval rating. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say this about the people of Louisiana all the people that voted for Biden in Louisiana and they were saying, Oh, we can't then Joe Biden's mean to eat. You said no, because you don't have a job in all Phil. Remember this Joe Biden did that shutting down another keystone, shutting down another pipeline folks. All right. So I got a couple of more stories. I want to go ahead and dive into Uh, stupidity of the Republican parties. Again, on these stupid, stupid 13 Republicans. They're, Helping Nancy Pelosi get this infrastructure bill passed. And like I said, I, right when you thought they had hope, right when you thought that the Republicans were doing something right, they do something stupid. And I can't blame all Republicans. It's not all Republicans. Only 13 dumb idiots, including the 10 that was in the Senate. So he had 23 dumb individuals that helped the Democrats get this through. Like I said, give it, hey, I'm, I look, I don't agree with Daniel Castro Cortez. I don't agree with Corey Bush. I don't agree with Iroh Omar. But at least they stood to their guns and they said, no, we're not passing this. We want a $3.5 trillion social spending package. That's what it should be called. It's not Build Back Better America. Better Build Back America, whatever. It's Marxist Organization Spending Bill. Communism. Anyway, so we had some news this week. Uh, so apparently, Joe Biden gave a date. So I think it's January 6th of 2022. OSHA is going to go ahead and enforce Joe Biden's mass mandate. Just not a mass mandate; it's a vaccine mandate. See, folks, Joe Biden. A few weeks ago, we we covered a lot of it on this show. How the Democrat part, the Democratic president Joe Biden, wanted to go ahead and tell people you got to get vaccinated. If you have a company that's over 100 employees, you're gonna have to force them to get vaccinated. If they don't want to get vaccinated, the person got to pay for weekly tests and have to show their employer that they're they don't have COVID. Now I work in a small business, so we didn't. I didn't have to worry about this, but I wasn't going to take. A, I'm not taking a vaccine mandate anyway, and I'm not. I'm not being told by the federal government I have to take it. I, you, you know, the the Constitution says we the people, not we the government. Our founding fathers did that for a reason. But ladies and gentlemen, this 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 mass mandate, this vaccine mandate, whatever you want to call it, nationwide vaccine mandate that the president was trying to force is clearly unconstitutional. That's why he's been trying to preach to the to, to companies that, Hey, you force a vaccine mandate, but the federal government can't tell private citizens what to do when they cannot do. But anyway, they tried, they said uh, they would, they were thinking about doing it before uh, they would try thinking think about doing it in December, but they kind of remember that Christmas was around the corner and they need people to go spend money in the economy. And you got to realize too, Christmas is, um, uh, a big, uh, temporary um, hiring span. If you notice at this time, folks, the economy goes up, really up, because companies like Walmart and Target and um, other uh, retail stores are hiring people to cover up their big holiday specials and to get things done for the holidays. But in January after the holidays, they let they let a lot of these people go. And if you tell me, oh Isaac, that's not how that works. I worked in retail for a total of four years. I know what I'm talking about. Every every I believe it started in uh, October to the end of December, we saw tons and tons of people come through that store, and I was a full time employee from the jump, so I never got laid off. But a lot of a lot of friends I made through the four months did get laid off. They couldn't keep them. But so it tanks down. So I guess that's what they're gonna call. Well, this is not because of the vaccine mandate. This is this is this this is normal. That's what they would go ahead and say on the media. But we had some good news. So they they pushed this through. They said it was going to start on January six, I think, of twenty twenty two. Well, the Daily Call, the Daily Wire stepped up. The Daily Wire was one of the first to go ahead and sue the Biden administration this week. Just not that a lot of governors went ahead and sued. Also, well, I say governors, a lot of states, including the state of Louisiana, went ahead and filed on the. Now, there's a local company out here that has lots of stores in Louisiana and in Mississippi called Rouse's Supermarket. They joined in with the attorney general, and the attorney general went ahead and filed a lawsuit in the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals on Friday. With great news, Saturday morning, and um, well, not Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, sometime, the news broke that a, the the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeal, a federal judge, halted the vaccine mandate until it could be heard in court. Now, this is the latest. This is one of the latest blows. But that's okay. Joe Biden had a had a victory Friday night. I guess he could take a short victory lap before he this hits him in the rear end. But ladies and gentlemen, this vaccine mandate, all this vaccine stuff that's going on, is just stupid. Telling private citizens you have to wear, you have to have a vaccine to go into stores, or a vaccine to go into bars. You know, we we talked about the elections Tuesday night. That was one of the big elections in New York. Yes, the Democrat did win the mayor, but. He was a former cop and he has different views on vaccine mandates. Tommy has built a Blasio wanted to bring New York and also Chris Cuomo. So Andrew Cuomo wanted to run New York into the ground. These two individuals are no longer part of the government. You could say, but they, they're they're What they've done is going to affect the state of New York for years. But folks, to tell private citizens that, and then then go ahead and say earlier, I believe it was last December, the December of last year, where he said, "Hey, I can't do that. I don't have the power." James Salsi said it in back in August. We don't have the power to do that, but they did it anyway. So, folks, that's news. I, I want to look Jeff Landry in my humble opinion. I hope runs for governor of the great state of Louisiana. With his backbone, I think we could change the state of Louisiana right now. Louisiana's purple. And the reason I say it's purple is because we do have a, uh, a house legislation. Our legislation is mostly Republican, but they're part of their, their frauds. A lot of them say they're not going to vote for new taxes, but guess what they do? They vote for they vote the taxes. A lot of them are Democrats in a Republican form. They call rhinos Republican in name only. And, 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 I I just hope he runs, but back to the lawsuit, he went ahead and said, you can't do this. Also, the Daily Wire, the Daily Wire went ahead and said, look, we're suing. We're suing the Biden administration. Ben Soprano and them guys at the Daily Wire have way over 100 employees. And look, I believe Ben Soprano is vaccinated. Dan Bongino, fully vaccinated. And he, for two weeks, he wasn't on the radio. I started getting aggravated at that, by the way. Not for his stance. No, I just, I I just, I didn't like how he was gone for two weeks. That was a lot of things he could have put his input on. And, uh, look, I'm not, I'm not bashing this man. I I think he did right. I think he, he was standing up for the unvaccinated. This man is vaccinated because his doctor told him to. These are vaccinated men that believe that they, that you should take the vaccination or listen to your doctor, but they don't believe you should be forced to take a vaccination. And that's the old point down to this this is gonna go to federal court and they're gonna shoot this down faster than a dying duck. So all right, I got one more story and this I'm going back way to the beginning of the well, beginning of about a week and a half ago. So how many um Colin Kaepernick is was back in the news earlier this week. And, and it's funny why this he, he was back in the news. <laughs> Excuse me. Because it's kind of it's it's kind of funny why like I said so apparently Colin Kaepernick has a deal with Netflix and he is going and he is he has gone ahead and made a show Colin Kaepernick Netflix special Drew Struzynny this week as the former quarterback who hasn't played a down of football compared to the NFL draft process to uh the NFL draft process and training camp to slavery. That's right, folks. And I seen the clip. Uh, Colin Kaepernick is talking about the NFL draft and he's talking about how they they poke at you and they make sure you're fed and they, they, you know, they all, and then he goes to a, a scene where it's showing. Um, uh, and now all these NFL players are getting poked, by the way, are black on, on this, on the scene. And Colin Kaepernick shows them on a slate block with some chains and they and and Colin Kaepernick is (laughs) it's just funny, folks. It's it's funny how he's doing this. He is criticizing. He is criticizing an organization that gave him millions and millions of dollars to play in their league. Comparing the NFL draft to slavery is just retarded. First off, every man that goes and goes goes to the NFL draft decides to go to the NFL draft. Also, when you was on a slave block, you didn't have a choice to be there, and then you didn't get the money that they got for you. The NFL says, hey, You want to play football? You're good enough. Yes, they get drafted. They sign a multi-million dollar contract. If that's slavery, sign me up. Also, in the special, I seen that they talk about his. He talks about how his skin. He was raised by white parents, and he thought his white parents' white privilege would help him. But he had to fight and scrunch and everything. Listen, if Colin Kaepernick had to fight for his positions. I give him props. He worked for him. He got him. But comparing an organization that paid you millions to play football, ladies and gentlemen, that's a stu- that's stupidity at its finest. Also, it was reported that if Colin Kaepernick really thinks that this is a the NFL is a slave driven organization. A while back, he went on a news. Uh, I don't have the, uh, the the magazine in front of me. But he came out and he said that, well, I still get up at 5 o'clock in the morning. I still do my weights. I still do my reps. Because one day I will get a chance to play in the NFL again. Ladies and gentlemen, if he thinks this is a bad organization and it represents slavery, Why would he still want to go play for it since he got out of it? You never heard in history of a slave. Going to his master and saying, hey, can I pay for my freedom? And five minutes later say, hey, sir, can I can I can I come back into this slavery? You never hear of it. But folks, this is how they do. This is this is how left wing activists do. They go ahead and they create stories. Or they create narratives that don't make sense? I forgot the guy's name. I think it was a rapper he was comparing that people will go ahead and put um they, they if they're white they'll go ahead and put their Native American or African American on an application and they still get into college. See this is showing white supremacy. no, it's not. It's showing that if you because of critical race theory if you're any race but white. You can get into this organization. So, so like I said, this is how activists do. They, they they bring up narratives that make totally no sense, and try to make something out of it. And folks, I just I don't know how Cal, Colin Kaepernick comparing the NFL to slavery. Like I said, it's beyond stupidity. And I can't say nothing. This man, this man is smart in some ways. He gets money for doing this, just like Al Sharpen and Jesse Jackson do. But anyway, all right, guys, I want to thank you again for listening to the Cajun Conservative Show. It's a great honor and privilege to be with you every week. And I want to thank you for your continued support of this podcast and Rumble Show. If you can, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, or like button, or follow button. And share it with a friend. Share it with a like-minded friend of, about the case you Let's get this show out to show hypocrisy on the left and show that the world, that there is some smart ind- individuals out here still. And let's keep it for the fight of freedom alive. But, but one more thing. Remember, Jesus Christ is king. He's coming back someday. And are you ready? If not, you can get in touch with me. I'll tell you how to find Jesus and make heaven your eternal home. Until next week, be blessed, be encouraged, and remember, Jesus is King. Have a good week, guys.